Lord. This has been a good day already, hasn't it? I don't know if you know it, but you already got your money's worth. Isn't that the truth? You've already got it. Thank the Lord for you being here. Thank the Lord for his blessings. God has something in store for all of us. He's already blessed us. I was thinking whenever it's raining, you said it's raining down your presence. I said, no, I don't want a small shower. I want a torrent. I want a flood. I want a hurricane. I want a life-shattering, changing, just downpouring of your presence today, God. I want to feel your presence. I want every one of us. You know the needs. And you know what's so funny? Okay, y'all know Jerry. He's just sweet as he can be. He's the best looking overseer you've ever had. And Sister Murphy. Thank you, darling. Uh, she, she argues with me every single time. But, you know, I wanted to teach our daughter how to play in the rain. And so it was just raining as big as all get out. And we got out, and Jerry and Amy stood on the porch, and I got out in the rain. Oh, and I said, open your mouth. And just let the, all the rain come in. They died laughing, stayed dry, and I got soaked. But that's what I want God to do today. I want you to open your mouth and let the presence of God just come in and saturate us thoroughly today. Amen. And I mean that. I want the Lord to bless. Now, we're going to play some games, and I may tell these boys, you take it over, okay? What is in your house? I want you to look at this first picture. How many of you have ever heard of hoarders? I can't. That's probably Linda Caldwell's favorite I can't watch it. I can't. I cannot watch it. I cannot. There is just no way. It makes me sick to even think about it. Give me the next one. Look at that. That's a before and an after. Mine is not working, fellas. Okay, there. Hoarders. A hoarder is someone that has a hard time getting rid of things because they cherish them. They think that they're precious. They think, can you imagine... I cannot, I cannot, it just gags me to even look at this and to think of this. And they just pile one thing on top of the other. And this is what they think it's okay, that's precious cargo. And do you know sometimes we happen to do the same things with ourselves whenever we are saving this and we think this is precious and this is good and it's not. Because you see, God wants us to have a clean house. And by the way, spring cleaning does not mention a month. Spring cleaning is a term. It is a term that is used for thoroughly cleaning. It doesn't happen, has, has to happen in July or, or May or April or whenever you want to clean. It just has to happen. And that means it's a thorough cleaning. And that is what God is wanting for us whenever we have a thorough cleaning. Give me the next one. What do you have in your house? We may throw this away, this whole thing away, because I'm not going to let it hinder us. We all know the story about where Elisha came and he asked a widow woman, he said, what do you have in your house? And she said, nothing. Now, we're used to talking about God supplying needs and blessing. But I'm going to talk to you today about how many of you have served the Lord. Um, let's go ahead and go 10 years. Praise God. How many of you served the Lord 20 years? 30 years? 40 years. Look at this. This is exciting, isn't it? All right, let's go ahead and bite the bullet. 50 years. <laughs> Yay, 50 years. Now, you know what is so funny? I could go to some of you that served the Lord for 50 years, and I could say, you know, what is in your house? What, what, what is in your life 
that would hinder you from serving God? What is in your life that would hinder you from, from being obedient to God? And you say, praise God, honey, I've served the Lord for over 50 years. I'm all right. It doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. And one of the most amazing things is that we need to understand when we see the joy, when we see these little sincere hearts and they're just getting saved, honey, they're laying it before the Lord. They're giving it to God with no holds whatsoever. They're laying it out. And yet sometimes when we get up from the altar because we've served the Lord over and over again, give me the next one, we say that, we say that you know, I'm all right. Every single day of our life, we have to clean house. You have to understand that. And just because you are used to doing things or you have done something maybe over and over again to the point, that's where I want you to stop, over and over again to the point that you're used to it and you think you're getting by with it, that doesn't work. You understand what I'm saying? You say, well, I really, I'd rather the church members don't know that I do this. I'd rather the pastor didn't know. Let me tell you, if there's any condemnation whatsoever, you get rid of it. You understand what I'm saying? And it is easy for the devil to slip in one thing after the other. What is in your house? Now, I want you to look at this house. Unforgiveness, depression, anger, jealousy, gossip, criticism, secret sins, greed, and stubborn. And then to top it all off, you've got this wonderful room called a blame room. Well, the reason that I do this is because I was rejected as a small child. Well, the reason I have this is I just don't feel like I'm worth anything. Now, now, I want you to know we blame things. I let, oh, the reason I've got a temper is that my family has a temper. My husband's one of the nicest people you'll ever meet. And really and truly, my family did have a temper. And it's so funny. Whenever we got married, I, I was aggravated. I, no, I wasn't. Lord, help me. I'm up here. Up here right off the bat telling a story. I was mad. And <laughs> I was so mad, and I said, and I just blurted out what I wanted my way. Well, Jerry's so funny. He sat there and died laughing at me. I said, it is not a good time to laugh. Let me tell you, it is not, this is not the time that you laugh at me. He said, if you'd get sanctified, God would take care of that temper. I got him. I am sanctified. But it planted a seed, and I had to take that anger to the altar. Do you understand what I'm saying, girls? This is what the devil wants to do. And we're talking about spring cleaning. We're talking about deep cleaning. And I want you to look at that, the anger that sometimes the devil will just instill in us. Do you realize five minutes of you being angry and shooting your mouth off can kill 20 years of living for the Lord in front of others? Five minutes, just one comment of you getting angry and spouting off something. Let me tell you something. People are going to then doubt your relationship with God. They're going to doubt your love with God because why? Look at that self. Look at that person. Is that a godly attitude? Is that what the Lord wants us to do? Is that being Christ-like? And girls, I know that it's easy. You have a lot of pressure. I know that these things can build up, but you better take it to the cross. You better give it to God. It's not a matter. It's not a matter of saying it's a family trait. 
Let me tell you, the family trait that I want is my Father in heaven. I want to be like Christ. I want to talk like Christ. I want to walk like Christ. Let the words of my mouth, let the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord. We've got to do it, and you know this as well as I do. Depression. It beats all I've ever seen in my life, how the devil is trying to come in and rob us of our joy. Restore, restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. I once had it, it was there, and I've got to have it restored, Lord. Renew in me. Let me tell you something. God can come down, you can face the devil all you want to, but you can begin to worship the Lord and the joy of the Lord. The joy of the Lord will come in. God, I thank you. I thank you, Lord. I praise your name. You are my joy. You say, how can she be happy when her whole world has fallen in? Yeah, that's the world. I'm not rejoicing over that. But let me tell you about my God. Let me tell you about my Savior. He hears me whenever I cry out to him. He is my joy. He is my strength. Man can say this, that's man. Let me tell you about my Lord. The joy of the Lord. But the devil is trying to take people that have known the Lord, have known miracles after miracles, have seen great and mighty things, and he's trying to get right up here. And he's trying to rob them and say, you're worthless. There's there's no need for you. You're not even dependable. Let's just go on out here in the field. Just take our lives. If we don't start preaching eternity to these people and help them to understand that there is no coming back from that, it is a terrible thing for God to take your joy, unforgiveness. That's probably one of the worst spider webs I've ever seen in my life in a house. You clean that spider web of unforgiveness, and then so help me, somebody else does something else, and there's another spider web. You know this. You know this. And we have got to forgive. We have got to. And I looked at jealousy. And you know, sometimes we say, oh, jealousy, that's a husband and wife thing. It is not. That's a little aspect of it. But you see, I'm really jealous. And I could just say, Judy got my whole lesson this morning. I don't know why. Who does she think she is? She's Judy 1. If y'all have any problems, go to Judy 1. I'm Judy 2. Okay. (laughs) Jealousy will eat you alive. You watch and you say, well, who does Hope think she is? She's up there singing and playing that piano and rejoicing. Huh, I can play the piano too. Uh, (laughs) Do you understand what I'm saying? That spirit of watching somebody and it'll get over us, it'll get on us, and you see God blessing them. And if you're not careful, that spirit of jealousy, who do they think they are? Why are they doing that? Girls, these are all things that the devil will fill our house with. Fill our house up. Now, I'm not going to talk about that other one, gossip. Let, I, I want to tell you one scripture, and, and I quote this scripture, I'm, but I want to read it to you. Gossip. If any man among you seem to be religious and bridleth not his tongue, but deceiveth his own heart, this man's religion is vain. Yeah, but I, I'm saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost, and Jesus loves me a lot, and I'm a great blessing. This woman's religion is vain. Yeah, but I'm just telling the truth. Do you need to tell it? Do you need to tell it? I'm going to tell you something. When my heart is broken, 
I don't need you going around telling people about my heart being broken. When I'm facing the pure devil and when my world is falling in, I don't need you going behind my back and telling other people things about my life. Do you understand what I'm saying? Above everything else, God is the one that can clean out this house. God is the one I admire. Miss Sandy Lester back there, we were talking one day and she was talking about she didn't like gossip. She said, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to walk off from it. Girls, it's about time that we started doing the same thing. Whenever somebody comes to us and they're wanting to tear down something, tear down something, we need to do exactly the same thing and walk off. I need an edifier in my life. I need balcony people in my life that can look down and say, you're going to make it. By the grace of God, you're going to make it. God is on your side. He's going to pick you up. He's going to turn your world around. You're going to make it. I don't need a basement person saying, well, why don't you just sit down and hush? You might as well quit. There's nothing for you to do. I want the balcony person. I want the balcony person in my life that's going to lift me up and say, by the grace of God, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. I want you to know the power of God lives in my heart and he will take my broken heart and mend it again. What is in your house? Criticism. There's some people, I have decided you'll never please them as long as you live. Don't you start naming names. That's not nice. Every church, every church has them. No matter what you do, no matter how hard you try. Girls, it's about time that we started lifting each other up. And I'm serious. I'm praying for you. Man, you're having a ladies' day. I'm excited. Let me know. I'll clean the church before if you want me to. You don't have to be up front. Be a cheerleader. Be a godly cheerleader. Give them the word of God. Give them encouragement. The thoughts of someone giving up on God. The thoughts of someone backsliding because of something I said tears me up. The thoughts of me pulling somebody down and them missing the Lord and them not going to heaven because of something I said is a scary thought. I do not want their blood on my hands. I want to stand before God with a clean hand, with a clean heart, amen, that he can look on me and say, well done, Judy Shaw. Stubborn. (laughs) Don't even go there. Don't tell Jerry I'm telling you all this stuff. Okay. Jerry was actually an overseer. This happened several years ago. And he had made a decision. And I thought he needed to make a different decision. You know, and so, so I said, you know, I really think it needs to be this. And he said, no. He said, now I'm telling you no. Well, I am very submissive. Please don't start laughing. Okay, I am submissive to, your, to the overseer. Uh, so I actually went on a fast because I thought this decision was that important. And, and I started praying. And one morning I was doing my devotion. I was down on my knees and I was praying. And just clearly the Lord spoke. And he said, just because you have a different opinion with your husband doesn't mean that you're right. What? What? No, this is Judy, Lord. <laughs> Always right. You know, got the better idea. And it came to me just because I am 
disagreeing with what he has done doesn't mean that I'm right. And it doesn't mean that you're right. And I could be stubborn, and I could say, well, praise God, you know what I mean. But you know what I did? I went to my husband, and I said, I am so sorry. You are over me and the Lord. And I agree, and I'm going to be praying for this decision. And you know what bothers me? He turned out right. Go figure, you know. How does that one happen? Okay. But we can be consumed with stubbornness to the point that we know that we're wrong. We know that we're not doing right. But there is something in us that we will not yield. We will not bend. We will not say in any way that, that they're right. Girls, let me tell you something. This is dust balls that gather in our home. This is dust balls and spider webs. These are things that accumulate in your house. And if you're not careful, you will not have the presence of God. You will not have the Spirit of God in your home. Do you understand? Because it's too busy with all of this other stuff. The greed. The greed. And you say, what do you mean greed? I mean sometimes holding back on God. Sometimes holding back on what the Lord has told you to do. We take, no matter what you give, we take our teaspoon and God takes out his steam shovel. We give a little bit here of what we can give and God opens the windows of heaven and I want you to know he showers us. I cannot hold it back. I must give it to the Lord. Whether it's our time, whether it's our energy, whether it's something that we need to do, give it to God. Don't hold back on him. You say, but I am so tired. I am actually sick in my body. You want to be healed? You start working for God. And you go and God sees that you're sick in your body. Am I telling the truth, honey? Amen. Those hands are raised because that woman's preached in the pulpit when she had to sit down. But the Holy Ghost came in and he's ministered to her. He's anointed her in a mighty way. I've been at the hospital when they didn't know if she's going to live or die. But God, when you open up and you give that teaspoon, he opens up that steam shovel. And I want you to know he can send healing. He can supply your needs. He can give you strength. He can give you peace. Whatever it is that you need. Because you gave unto him. But it's one of those little things. And it starts off small. Starts off small. Well, I don't think I'm going to give this time. I, I don't think I'm, I'm just going to let them do it themselves. I've given, give. I'm the one that they always look to. Never, never stop working for God. While I breathe, I want to work for the Lord. Secret sins. I was looking up some things. This totally shocked me. I was, I was surprised because there are things in our lives sometimes that we don't want anyone else to know. We just don't. It, you know, I'd rather they didn't know that. Why? Because that part of your life or that part that you're holding back on, you know might influence how they look on you as a child of God. I was shocked when I was doing some research on this and this was amazing to me, 40% of millennial women love pornography. Don't throw up in the church. Okay. I was shocked. I thought, what? What? Girls, let me tell you something. I don't know what's in your closet. I do know what it's like to have company. And we, we just, they're not here. 
we recently visited, <laughs> we recently visited uh, a minister and his wife, and they said, do you want to see the house? I said, no, 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 we didn't come for that because we came to be with you. I never want anyone to feel uncomfortable, never. You can go see Linda Caldwell anytime. Um, <laughs> that's the truth. But, but it was so funny whenever we were there and we were sitting in the living room and they said, now we don't open this door for company. How many of you got a closet? <laughs> Company's coming. <laughs> Just as fast as you can. Get that over here. Go ahead and put that over there. And then you do a swipe of the dust and you do a quick thing. You don't want the family to see that closet. Who sees this closet? The things that are done in secret, God will reveal and open. He's, he's going to reveal it. And so there's no such thing as things being secret. But you take all of these things, and, and I've looked at this, the rejection, the blame room, we have all these different reasons and why, and we come to the altar and God blesses us in a wonderful way. I mean, the Holy Ghost blessed. He came down, give me the next one. He comes and he just, just thrills us. We get up from that altar and we are feeling good. Praise God, I have been healed. I want you to know my house is clean and empty. It is good. I just know God's going to help me. I'm not going to have any more stubbornness. We're going to work through this. And you just feel so good about everything. The next one. I want you, this, this scripture used to scare me as a child. When the unclean spirit is gone out of a man, he walketh through dry places seeking rest and finding none. Then he saith, I will return into my house from whence I came out. And when he is come, he findeth it empty, swept, and garnished. Then goeth he and taketh with himself seven other spirits more wicked than himself. And they enter in and dwell there, and the last state of that man is worse than the first. Empty house. Empty house. Go ahead to the next one. This is what happens. If you think that you can come to this church or to your church and you can be blessed one time, that God can give you an awesome service and one time you're going to get up from that altar and you're going to say, praise God, I'll never be angry again. You need more of God. You have to fill your empty house. You do not just take, you do not just take one good blessing. Boy, pastor preached, I want you to know, Holy Ghost came down. I was so blessed. It was wonderful. Praise God. I, I mean, my house was clean. I gave God my stubbornness. I gave God this old gossiping tongue. I gave God, and it was wonderful. You come back to service, praise God. Did I tell you about the service Sunday? Two weeks later. Did I tell you about service two weeks ago? And you have not done one thing, one thing to fill your house. You were blessed. God came down and he blessed you in a mighty way. And you're still feasting on it. I've done that. We all have. We feast on blessings. We talk about them. I remember. I remember the good things. I feast on that. But there's more to keeping a clean house do you understand what I'm saying? Than just having it empty. You've got to get a relationship with God. 
You've got to get where when you get down on your knees, you feel the power and the presence of God. It's not just going to rain the presence of God. But I want you to know whenever you walk into your house, it has become a sanctuary. Why? Because one, you filled it with God's word. Two, you filled it with prayer. Girls, I'm telling you, I believe this with all of my heart. And you say, Jesus, y'all's crazy. Yeah, I know. But you know what? Before I move into a house, I take the oil and I go and I anoint the doorpost of my home. And I say, Satan, you have no hold on my house. Satan, you have no hold whatsoever. And I pray and I said, God, when people walk into my house, let it be a sanctuary for you. Let them feel your presence. No matter what the need may be, let them know that they've come to your sanctuary and they can find the blessings that they need. Not this gossip corner. Come on into this other room where we can just have unforgiveness and it consume us. But I'm talking about filling your house. You clean it, God will help you to clean it. He will create in you a new heart. He will. He will create in you this wonderful spiritual thing. But you've got to continue to fill that house with the presence of God. You've got to continually pray. You've got to continually stay in the Word. If you don't, now I'm telling you, how many of you have ever seen a backslidden person? Oh, I, I can't judge on that, Sister Judy. Let me tell you, you don't have to. Because you see, when they have forsaken God, they got blessed, they got saved, and then they went back on God, and that thing got seven spirits more. It is sad. And you say, how do you know that they backslid? The aroma. The fragrance of God is not there. Do you understand what I'm saying? You can tell that that aroma, that holiness, that sweet spirit of God is no longer there. But instead, they've started taking garbage. And you know what garbage smells like? Garbage smells like sin. Amen? It smells like sin. And there's been times that you can say, you know, I just want you to know I'm praying for you. I've been worried about you, and I want you to know I'm praying for you. I had to text a girl last night. January 12th, I text her, the Lord woke me up and I was praying for her, praying for her family. And I said, God has just stirred in me an alarm that you must, you must be serving God. You must get back to where you need to be with God. You have to. I feel in my spirit something is wrong. You say, you're pretty bold. I, listen, I had two bad dreams about her and her son. You better take heed. Whenever God warns you and he wants you to go to someone, it's not a judgmental thing. It is with tears dripping off of your face that you say, I'm burdened for you. Burdened for you. Four days ago, her husband's been plotting all this stuff because he's wanting to leave her. Plotting all these things. He'd make her mad and then he'd video it because she was mad. Sleeping in bed and he said she was drunk, so he took a video of that. But she kept drifting and drifting. Four days ago, they came and took her little boy from her and said she wasn't a fit mother. She's a great mother, by the way. Do you understand what the devil does? It's not enough to just have a clean house. We have got to have the power and the presence of God to fill our home. And I'm talking about this home right here. 
This is called the healing center. Do you see that? It's called the healing room. Because this, this room right here makes excuses for every sin you've ever committed. This place right here will let you do anything. And not only that, they'll help you find a church that agrees with it. And you don't go by that. You go by the Word of God, the undeniable Word of God that does not change, that has power in it, that when you feel like you can't get a prayer through, you can open your Word of God and you can begin to quote the Scripture and the power of God will come down and you'll feel a healing and a joy and a peace. You say, but there was a wall there. You, you just give the Word to God. He loves to hear His Word. But you've got to fill your house. You've got to fill your house. I do not want to die with God's money in my pocket. You heard me. You know what we're supposed to give and what we're supposed to do? I don't want to die with God's money in my pocket. But I want to live for God and I want to give and I want to give and then I love it. That's whenever you open the mail and you pay too much for a doctor bill and you get $150 back. You say, I didn't know that. Yeah, and that's whenever you get this refund from IRS as much as they hate to do it. Okay? But that's what God does. We do our teaspoon because you filled your house. I want my house, I want my house to be something that people can trust. Tell a phone, tell a woman, tell Judy. No, I don't want that. I want to say she's a confidant. If you go to her, she's not going to tell. But I'm going to tell you one thing. She's going to pray for you. Just be ready. Just be ready. Now, don't go to her if you don't want prayer. Because she's going to pray for you. She's going to believe that God is going to do something great. You understand what I'm saying? Girls, I can't solve your problems. But he can. I'll tell you what. I'm afraid of snakes, and I'm afraid of a praying woman. <laughs> you understand? Snakes are wicked. Praying woman, you get an effectual, fervent prayer, a woman that's a prayer warrior, and I want you to know she can change a church, she can change a pastor, she can change her family, she can change her family, she can change her family. You say, but you don't know what my kids are doing. You give me an effectual, fervent, praying woman, and you're going to see miracles happen. What's in your house? Clear mind, clear conscience. You can go in every room of my house. Show you I'll see this closet. <laughs> Not now, okay? <laughs> Not the physical house, okay? But you look at this. Look at this. And God is the one. It breaks my heart. Now, I've got some beautiful pastor's wives here, and you can say a little bit of an amen. It breaks my heart to move into a area when we would move to a new church and there were people who actually came to play like they were going to help us unpack but you know what they'd pick up one or two boxes and then they'd start telling us about sister so-and-so then they start telling us about brother so-and-so you might as well watch out for this one or that one now who got the label not brother so-and-so not sister so-and-so but the one box person. I want to have a clear conscience. I want to have a good name. When I die, I want people to miss me. When I die, I want people to be sorry 
that I have left this earth even though they know I've got a heavenly home. Now, do you understand what I'm saying? What's your testimony? What are you leaving behind? How long has it been since you have cleaned your house? How long has it been since you have got on your face before God and said, God, you see this Adamic nature that wants to come in. And I know I've been saved since I was seven years old. I received the baptism of the Holy Ghost at Lynchburg, Virginia when I was 10 years old. I joined the church at Lynchburg, Virginia. I remember those days. And I remember whenever I got on my knees at Portsmouth and I cried, child, just a child, that I said, God, I don't want anything to hinder me from heaven. God, I want to be just like you want me to be. And I was just a child, just weeping as hard as I could, giving everything to God. Because no great sin, but my heart wanted to be with the Lord. But it's just as important today that I get on my knees and I say, God, I love you. I want to go to heaven, God. If there's anything, and I pray this prayer, if there's anything in my life that will keep me from heaven, please show me now, Lord. Show me now while I've got breath in my body. Show me now so that we can clean it up and I can be forgiven and it can be well, Lord. And I mean that with all of my heart. You know the secret rooms. You know the thoughts. You know the things that the devil will put in your life. And you must give it to God. You must get on your knees and say, God, make me a vessel. Make me a clean vessel where that the salvation, the sanctification, and the Holy Ghost will dwell. Amen. That it will be a part of me every day, Lord. Every day. But it takes a clean house. It takes a house that is filled with God. Give me the next one because I can't even see. I'm crying right now. Some cleaning you have to do daily. Once a year will not work. Now, how many of you going to come and eat with me if I said, oh, honey, I, I wash my dishes every year. <laughs> oh, come on. I scrubbed that table at least six months ago. To be honest, my appetite would be out the window. What makes you think that we can keep the spiritual house that God has blessed us with by just doing it at church? Oh, I pray at church. I do. I love church, and I want you to know I'm in a lot of church, and I thank the Lord for church. That's not my relationship prayer. I get my healing and my blessings and my instruction. I go to church and I worship. I just worship. It's a good time for me to just raise my hands and praise the Lord and just, just have a glorious time. But whenever it's time for me and Jesus, it's me waking up, running downstairs and getting on my knees and just praying and just talking to the Lord. And there are times when I have cried and I was just crying so hard I would take a towel and just cry into the towel so I wouldn't make my family. But me and Jesus were having a great time. We were having a glorious time. And that is when you're cleaning your house. That is when you're doing the spring cleaning. That 
is when you're feeling God and the power of God come in. Praise the Lord. That is what you're doing. Whenever we get on our knees and we call on God and we lay before him, God, you see this child is sick and you put that name there. God, you see this one needs healing and you put, I spread it out before the Lord just like Hezekiah did. I write them down on paper and I put it down. And then I say, you know that. But you see, there's been some mornings that I'd go down and I'd start praying. And I had all these requests, but it just felt so good to be talking to the Lord. It just felt so good to be worshiping the Lord. I'd just say, you know the request, you're going to have to take care of them. Amen. Because I was just praising God, and I was just cleaning and just scrubbing Judy's shawl, just getting those old spider webs out, and it felt good. Spring cleaning. And that's exactly what we have to do. Give me the next one. Girls, it's very important. It's to clean off all of a place. How many of y'all have ever been in a hotel? Uh, I want to tell you something funny that has nothing to do with my class. Nothing. Nothing. Okay, my mother's 90 years old, and I have a Super 8 by my house. And so mother raised up in her seat, and she said, you know, they ought to get them for false advertising. I said, okay, why, Mom? She said that. What are you talking about? She just raised up and said, they ought to get them for false advertising. I said, what are you talking about? She said, you know, they ought to get them. I said, what do you mean? She said, Super 8. They're not going to rent that room to you for $8. That's the truth. My mom did that. I've been in motels before. I, I, I've seen before where they have this long feathery dust thing. They go round. You notice that? Don't touch a thing. Just go round. Yeah, and that's how we like to spring clean. You notice not one thing moved? Do you see that? That means that it was not cleaned under. And that's how we do spring cleaning sometimes. We just got to go around this, go around that. I want to ask you something. How many of you have clothes in your closet that do not fit you? Raise your hand. Do that again and look around. Some of you are real cowards. Y'all are the biggest chickens I've ever seen in my life. Do it like this, girls, okay? <laughs> That's it. And you know what? That's how we do sometimes. That's how we clean sometimes. It's not a thorough cleaning. We know there's things that need to be gotten out. We know that. We know that there are things that need to be moved out. I will never be a size 8 again. Thank you, Jesus. I will never be a size 10 again. So to hold on and to hold on, sometimes we need to just release. You understand? Give me the next one, guys. Cleaning. Cleaning is moving things and cleaning around them and above them. Ken, quit talking to Ken and move me another slide here. <laughs> to clean, you've got to go ahead and move things. Go ahead and give me the second one. Throw out. Now, this is very hard. Go ahead, and, go ahead and give me the next one. Throw out. Girls, I'm telling you, you know the things that are in your home. We cannot be a hoarder. You say, but I feel sorry for them. 
and I want to help them. And so I, I want some things you need to sever that tie. To the young people that are here, let me tell you something. When you're in school, there's going to be people that want to be your friends, and they are not godly people, and you do not need to be around them. There are going to be, I've got beautiful ladies here, young ladies, and they may come into your life, and you may think they're very special, but I want you to know, if you ever select a husband, it better be under the anointing of God, and you'd better know that it is God's will. Amen. And I'm serious about this. You need to have God and the protection of God. And if that boy, I, I love this guy. I thought he's wonderful. Six foot three, good looking thing. But he went, he went to church with me. And I know I've got just a couple of minutes. He went to church with me. And it's a district revival. Praise God, we had a service. I mean, we had the flag marching. This is a nice little gentle Baptist boy. Had the flag marching. Holy Ghost fell. I mean, we had them rolling and rejoicing in a great and powerful service. He got up and cried. He said, what in the world happened in there? <laughs> and I told him, I said, that was God blessing. And he said, what were they saying? I said, don't, don't say that. That's the power of the Holy Ghost. I said, that's a very real and powerful thing. And he looked at me and he said, I will never go back to church with you again. That was our last date because I would never date him again. Sometimes you've got to throw out some things. Sometimes you've got to throw out some things. I'm going to tell you something. I have family that's precious, but I will not, I will not, I will not let them cuss me out. I will not let them make fun of my God, my Savior, my Lord, the beliefs that I have. Amen. I will not. Praise God. Praise God. He is my King of kings. He is my Lord of lords. He is my Savior. He is my deliverer. He is my rock. He is my sword. He is my shield. He is the wheel in the middle of the wheel. He is my God. He is my help. He is my strength. Praise God. I want you to know He is my joy. And you come up to me and you say you don't like this and I'm holy of holies. Let me tell you, there's times you need to sever the tie. Do you understand what I'm saying? You sever the tie. You don't stop praying, but you will not let that person control you. You will not let that person determine your joy of the Lord. You got to throw it out. You got to get rid of it. Now I'm going to tell you something, girls. I love you a lot, but I look on Facebook and I see things that should not be there. And if you're saying or commenting or doing things ungodly or if you're saying things that are not Christ-like on Facebook, you better cut that mess out. I am not kidding you. You better sever that tie. You shut it down. You shut it down. Don't just say I'm staying off of it for a little while. You shut it down and you get away from that mess. I mean that with all of my heart. I look and I see people, they must spend hours on Facebook. If they spent hours in the Word of God, their Facebook would change. <laughs> Whose time are you going to give? How clean is your house? Get rid of anything that will destroy your relationship with God. Throw it out. That means sever the tie. You understand what I'm saying? I mean sever the tie. This one young lady, so precious, her husband happened to meet someone online. Yeah, when he came back from visiting the woman, the computer, the whole computer went in the trash. She severed the tie. You understand what I'm saying? 
And I mean that. The devil will use anything. He really will. So we've got to clean. We've got to throw out. We've got to repair. The young girl that I just told you about a while ago was crying yesterday. And she said, but how do I ever get back to God? I said, you're doing it right now. We began to weep together. We began to pray together. And she began to do the repairing that she needed to do. There's some things you don't throw out, and that's the Word of God. That's your relationship with God. That's your church. Now, I'm going to say that again. You don't throw out your church. You understand? If there's a problem, the, I love it. I love it. Go ahead and get your pastor, start fasting and praying for him. Oh, it gets him every time. Who changes? Who changes? We had a man, this has nothing to do but still, we had a man that came up and he's talking to me and he wanted a new pastor. He didn't like that woman for a pastor. No, Becky, it was not you. They love you. Uh, <laughs> and I said, okay, let's make a deal, you and I. Lest you and I agree together that we're going to fast every Monday for your, your pastor. He, no, I don't want to do that. Do you understand what I'm saying, girls? If you want a relationship with God, you start cherishing the things of God. You understand? If this button is off where you've said some things that you shouldn't have said, you go ahead and you start getting that prayer needle out. And you start obeying God and you get that button back on. Do you understand what I'm saying? If you see where maybe this, if I washed three windows but I left that one that was dirty, what are you going to see? The dirty one every time. You get the ladder and you get you some water and soap and you go ahead and you wash that other one and you make it whole again. You repair your relationship with God. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. What is it now? Recreate in me what? A clean heart and renew a right spirit. You don't throw it all out, but you begin to start worshiping God and you repair that relationship with God. And then we're going to move on to the next one. You replace all of those horrible things that was in that first house. You take it one at a time. And when the devil comes and he wants to make you mad, and Judy, he says, stomp your foot, throw a songbook. <laughs> I know, we know. You deal with it right then. You understand what I just said? You deal with it right then. Satan, you have no hold on me. Satan, you have no hold on my house. My house. My house. Satan, you have no hold on me. In the name of Jesus, I rebuke you. I plead the blood of Jesus. And I will not, I will not, Submit to the devil. And I'm going to replace these things. It may take a while, but I'm going to tell you something. Whenever you come to the altar and you lay it down and you give it to God and you get up and you're a clean house, you go ahead and you start putting the Spirit of God in there. You go ahead and start putting the Word of God in there. And that's the protection that we'll have over your doorpost. Next one. And then after we replace, it says what? Repeat. You wash your dishes. I pray that you wash your dishes every day. As a matter of fact, several times a day. I don't just go to bed and wash my dishes just before I go to bed. But when I sit in the sink, you wash it. Amen? You do it. You don't just wash your clothes once a year. No. 
You take your clothes off and you put them in the dirty clothes where they need to be and you wash them. Why? Because I want that fresh. I want that fresh fragrance. And it's the same thing whenever the devil comes around and he tries to do this or that and I just reject him and I put the presence of God in there and I put my prayer life and I put reading the word and the fresh downy fragrance just fills and you can feel the presence of God. Create in me, create in me a clean heart. I am begging you, God. Create in me a clean heart. I don't want anything to hinder me from serving God. I don't want anything to hinder me from going to heaven. And I say I've worked for it since I was a child. It wasn't work. It wasn't work. It's a joy. It's a joy to live for God. It's a joy to feel his, his, just his presence come down. It's a joy to talk to the Lord every day. It's a joy just to, just to see the presence of God and see him answer your prayers. You see, create in me, Lord, every single day. Every morning I give the Lord the day. Every morning I ask him to let the words of my mouth, the meditation of my heart to be acceptable, not to my husband, not even to the state, but I want it to be acceptable to him. Amen. When a man's ways please the Lord, even his enemies are at peace with him. Do you understand? I can't please everybody. I can't do everything the way you may want it done. But I can please God. I can fill my house with the presence of God. When I need healing, the healer will already be there. When I need my needs supplied, he will already be there because the house is filled with God every day, every day. And that's what we need to do. What is in your house? Oh, man, you need to come to my house. I mean, the, Brother Charlie picks on me because I keep candy in the office all the time, and that baby can't have any. And so, so I keep saying I'm going to buy him sugar-free. Oh, what's in your spiritual house? I've got candy, sweets, wonderful things everywhere. See, my house is a sanctuary. And my husband and I can go to any room and we can pray. Do you understand what I'm saying? What is in your house? The power and the presence of God. Amen. Amen. God bless you.